0: This is Subway Hockey Night, the latest Penguins news, the best hockey talk, exclusively on your home of the Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins, 105.90X. Here's your host, Mark Madden. Okay, the Penguins play the Canadians. puck drops at 7.30, don't forget I'm at Buford's Kitchen on 5th Avenue, right across from PPG Paints Arena for a viewing party tonight. We're going to give away two pair of tickets to the Thursday night Stanley Cup final rematch against the San Jose Sharks. Free food, Flyers troll shirts. I got Crosby plaques for the kids. First 20, get them for free. So please do stop down at Buford's. Uh, The news on the Penguin side of the street in Montreal is Marc-Andre Fleury will make his second start in as many nights and his fourth start of the season. That's four for four with Matt Murray out. Mike Condon remains in the backup role. Mike Sullivan said moments ago, It was important for Flurry to play in the home opener in his home province. Uh, Brian Rust will be playing tonight. His season debut. Josh Joey posted on DKPittsburghSports.com that Tom Sestito will be the odd man out, though Sullivan did not confirm the identity of who would be scratched. Sullivan said that Sidney Crosby skated today. He said there's a possibility Crosby could return to practicing with the team on Wednesday. Uh, Oh, Crosby's not Montreal, by the way. He skated on his own in Pittsburgh. Kind of weird that Crosby practiced with the team for a bit and then didn't for a bit. But uh, whenever he's back, he's back. The Montreal Canadiens have a frustrating absence as well, as Carey Price will not play. He has yet to play this season. He has a nasty uh, case of the flu, and he's lost a lot of weight. He's been practicing, but just isn't ready for game action. So uh, no Price, no Crosby. Maybe that evens out in tonight's matchup. Uh, Shea Weber makes his home debut as a Montreal Canadian tonight. Of course, Weber got acquired from Nashville in exchange for P.K. Subban. Uh, That is a bad deal for the Canadians in the long run because Weber's three years older and carries a huge ticket for a long time. But uh, in the short term, I think that uh, Weber's a better leader than Saban, a better locker room presence, a big shooter from the point, excellent on the power play, and Josh Owe expects the matchup tonight to be Weber against the Evgeny Malkin line. Uh, Not because that that's uh, the guy they feel they got to stop, but because Weber just isn't fast enough to keep up with the HBK line. So if you've got hockey calls, now's the time to make them. Uh, I expect the Penguins to at least get a point out of tonight's game. I expect Marc-Andre Fleury to play very well in LaBelle Province. I expect the Penguins to keep manufacturing a frightening amount of scoring opportunities as they have in each of the first three games this season, but the Penguins got to tighten up. They played too fast and too loose last night in their 4-3 overtime loss to Colorado. Dumb penalties, dumb plays at both blue lines, dumb passes out of the zone. Too many Hollywood passes, too much fancy-schmancy Two wins and an overtime loss is a very good start, obviously, but nonetheless, the Penguins need to tighten up, need to just play smarter hockey, and they definitely need to take less penalties. Last night, they took a few careless infractions. They were down five on three twice, uh, and that penalty late by Evgeny Malkin lost the game. The Penguins are up 3-2 with 6.50 left. Malkin took a lazy trip in the neutral zone. Colorado scored on the power plate and then scored in overtime. Both goals by Gabriel Landeskog. The last one kind of fluky. Uh, it ticked Latang's stick, then Landeskog batted at it and just kind of swatted it just under the crossbar. So uh, that's an example of why Gino isn't a truly elite player because well, the truly late players just don't blow games. And Gino blew the game last night. He needs to fix that, except he won't because nobody's told him he had to, and now it's too late to tell him, and it's too late to expect him to do it. So, again, 2-0-1, no point bitching. I'm going to get down to Buford's kitchen, and I'm going to take some of your hockey calls. Let's go to Dave in Mount Lebanon. Dave, you're on the Mark Madden Show.
1: What's up, Double M? How you doing, Mike? What up? Um, now, it, with exactly what you just said, there's really no point in, in complaining too much with the, the way that they started off the season, obviously much better than what they did last year, but uh, do you see any reason why they would continue to keep rolling the H B K line uh, through the early stages of Crosby? Uh, I think with them kind of getting elevated minutes and playing against uh, a team's Second defensive setter, or maybe even a primary defensive set, is limiting their five on five. I don't think there's what any think reason that? to
0: break up the HBK line with Sid out of the lineup because you're going to, you know, piecemeal guys around Gino and give him enough to play with. Uh, although I'm surprised Hornquist hasn't been with Malkin a lot more than he has been. Then again, those two haven't necessarily played all that great together in the past. But uh, I, And I said initially the HBK line would stay together through November. I still think, at some point, uh, the big guys want to get more points and they're going to need better line mates to do so. And you don't necessarily roll three lines, let alone four, in the regular season. The Stars want more ice as well, which means you want to get Kessel and Hagelin out there with them. It'll be a bit unfair to Bonino when it happens, and, and maybe it won't happen. The HBK line has been terrific so far, and maybe that's enough to keep them together. But as I've said many, many times... There are different priorities in the regular season than there are in the playoffs. And even different priorities in October, November than there are in the home stretch of the regular season just before the playoffs. Let's go to TJ in East Liberty. TJ, you're on Subway Hockey Night. Good talking to you, TJ. Let's go to Joe in the car. Joe, you're on Subway Hockey Night. Thanks, Bart. Um, great
1: show, great show, by the way.
0: Right. What do you uh, want? Uh,
1: well, I just want to talk about Gino mainly a, a pitch with Gino uh, and his face off. Uh, is there anything they can do with his line? As far as you know, when they're in the offensive zone, I just I have no faith that he's going to win the draw. And if it's if, if not on the power play, obviously he won't be taking the draw. On the power plays off.
0: Yeah, you know what? Gino's not great on draws. In the defensive zone, they can always sub him out in big situations. And I don't think there's any urgency to do, you know, to put him to put somebody out there for him in offensive zone face offs. And Zeno occasionally will, you know, get a big win on an offensive zone face off. He'll he'll make one of those plays, whether it's, you know, drawing it back as most guys try to do or playing it ahead, you know, to a guy break into the post. I don't see Gino's face offs as an issue at all, really. I mean, would it almost
1: be working, you know, cheating right off the bat? considering he for as much as he loses them. I mean, that's kind of a strategy. Well, I could have
0: sworn I said I don't see it as an issue. Let's go to Justin in the car. Justin, uh, you're on Subway Hockey Night.
1: Good day to you, sir.
0: I said good day.
1: Man, I'm looking at, at Ole Milner struggling a little bit still, and I'm a little bit uh, – it kind of makes me sad, but I kind of always wanted to see
0: him move for somebody like Atruba. Okay, and so after that's, after that's three games, you want to trade him?
1: No, I wanted to trade him in an in, in offseason for him, but since they're not going to... After winning
0: the Stanley he, Cup, you wanted to trade him?
1: Yeah, for Truba, because I think Truba... Yeah, Fistler's who's to say more. that
0: Winnipeg would trade Truba for him? And isn't Truba right now a restricted free agent?
1: That is correct, but he will sign a bridge deal that will be for about the same amount as Ole Mata does. How old's and plus Truba? Probably do it How old's Truba? Before,
0: How old's Truba? I believe he's 23, isn't he? I'm asking you, you're the guy who caught up and wants to trade for him
1: I believe he, I believe he's twenty three they're comparable in age are comparable kind of in style, but I think Cuba is is a better fit for this team in the system right now,
0: yeah I, I underlying
1: I, numbers playing with with a bottom pairing defenseman in a Winnipeg. I think if he played with Trevor Daly, he would put up better numbers, and I think he would be a better long term option as well,
0: yeah, first off, you have no way of knowing that Winnipeg wants to make that trade. am i right i well they I do because they're going to have to move them. They well, okay, let me rephrase and, that by asking. You know what? You talk too much. Can you shut up and let the expert talk? Because I can tell you for sure they're not trading Olimata for Jacob Truba. For sure. Mostly because Winnipeg will want more than Olimata for Jacob Truba, who, let's not forget, is right handed, which makes him that much more valuable. And I'm not even sure that's a deal I would want to make. Who Jacob Truba ever beat? I thought Olimata had an okay playoff. In a pressure situation against a good team, what has Jacob Truba proven?
1: I think you're overvaluing also Truba. I think they make that straight straight up because they're against the wall. Okay,
0: first off, you screwed up what you wanted to say. You wanted to say, you think I'm overvaluing Mata. You said you think I'm overvaluing Truba.
1: I think you're overvaluing Truba as well because they're not going to want more than just Mata.
0: Yeah, they would. Of course they would. Goodbye. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm perfectly content with Ole You know how I know I'm perfectly content with Ole He has a Stanley Cup ring. Jacob Truba doesn't. Jacob Truba's a pretty good player. Honestly, I'd rather have Ole right this second. Now, in a month, I may feel different. But, I I mean, like this this Jamoku just called, you want to trade somebody after three games because he struggled in two of the three games? He didn't struggle in all three. Maybe we should just dress him every third game. 4-1-2-3-3-3-3-9-9-39. 39 three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. I'm an only modded guy, no question. I I I think when you win a Stanley Cup and you trade a guy in the offseason who was an integral part of that, or you trade him after three games, boy, you're sending the wrong message. You're sending the wrong message about what's important, and you're sending uneasiness through a dressing room that has absolutely no reason whatsoever to be uneasy. So no, I wouldn't trade Mata for Truba, not even up, not at all. You want to talk hockey? Hockey calls only. Don't forget I'm at Buford's Kitchen. Right after this, I'll be getting there on 7:15. It's a viewing party at Buford's Kitchen. Penguins and Canadians, free food. And we're giving away two pairs of tickets to Thursday night's game, the Stanley Cup final rematch against San Jose at PPG Paints Arena. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. You're listening to Subway Hockey Night on 105.9. Subway Hockey Night on the home of the Stanley Cup champion, Pittsburgh Penguins. Call 412-333-WXDX to get in on the best hockey talk. Once again, your host, Mark Madden. We want only hockey calls, 412-333-9939. Some jamoke tweeted that... uh, I cut that guy off talking about trading for Truba because he had a good point. No, I, I cut him off because no one listens to this show to hear the callers. They listen to hear me. And that guy was talking too much. And I would not trade Mata for Truba. You don't trade a regular from a cup in or three games into a season. It sends a bad message to a room. It fosters uneasiness you just don't need. Mata's going to be fun. It's a long season. He's a guy who knows what it takes. I like Truba. And... Like I told the caller, he's right-handed. That makes his value even higher. But Mata is a great fit here, and he's signed long-term. You'd be trading Mata, who signed long-term, for a restricted free agent who wants a bridge deal and then expects huge money. I'd rather have Mata for the long-term. And yeah, he struggled. Maybe I would regret doing that, but that's what I would do. 412 333 Let's talk to TJ in the car. TJ, you're on Subway Hockey a Night. First-time
1: caller. Um, a question uh, about the goalie situation. Since Murray is injured, uh, uh, do you see this as an opportunity for for Murray uh, uh, to prove that he is worthy of being a, a penguin in the long run of uh, because obviously. After well, okay, season... first
0: off, Marc Andre Fleury has long since proven he's worthy of being a Penguin in the long run. The only debate is who should be the number one goalie. I mean, you make it sound like Marc Andre Fleury just fell off the turnip truck from Quebec and he's trying to prove himself. He's on his way to the Hall of Fame, Junior. He's long since proven himself.
1: Uh, well, he is, but, uh, but something he <laughs> to consider, Mark, is that, you know, a Fleury is. Is is getting up there
0: in age, and Murray he's, is he's thirty is, years uh, old, which is when most goalies are just starting to a- approach their peak. Uh, it's different with goalies. Go ahead, keep going. Uh, well, uh, I was also going. I was also going to say Murray,
1: the young one. He, he basically won the Stanley Cup, so uh, that's a tough decision.
0: Yeah, it, 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 for me, it wouldn't be that tough a decision. But uh, I'm sure that they're treating it with the. With the seriousness, yeah, Murray won the Cup. Uh, they blocked 33 shots in Game 6 against the Sharks, but Murray was the goalie they handed the Stanley Cup to at some point. I think Flurry's a better goalie. Uh, the one argument you didn't make that you should have is that Murray is younger, and that doesn't mean he's better, but it does mean he's much more cap-friendly. So if you traded Flurry, you could make some significant additions to your roster and even more so next year when you get Kunitz, Dupuis, and Scuderi totally off the books. But my argument would be that the Penguins have, I don't know, three years left to win Cups with Sid and Gino in their prime. I think Marc-Andre Fleury is the most likely to have three great years in the next three seasons. Let's go to Scott and Cranberry. Scott, you're on Subway Hockey Night. Super genius, big fan, big
1: fan. Hey, uh, those uh, pretty passes in the offensive zone, tape to tape, they sure are entertaining, and just like a parlay bet, uh, you know the chances of hitting it is slim to none. But Oh, that's so- not true.
0: I'm not worried about the pretty passes in the offensive zone. That's why you have skilled players, to try to make good plays for good goals, good opportunities. You don't just throw the puck on net and crash behind it, although – there's a lot to be said for that on certain occasions, like, for example, the power play, where I have a problem with the Penguins being too pretty is in the neutral zone, and in particular, near both blue lines.
1: True, but when they, when they accomplish it, it is super entertaining, and it does, great, it does greatness for the sport and for our team in general.
0: Yeah, you Fun do understand they won the Stanley Cup last year, right? I got you. Like, like, four games ago, they won the Stanley Cup. That's how recently it happened.
1: Well, we got a lot of games ahead of us, and to see them play, uh, you know, at that level, and to see them try things and see exactly who's got what and where they got it, uh, I'll take uh, tape to tape pass. Oh, I sure, see. They, so, they, so, you, so
0: you're agreeing with me? Sure. I always oh, okay. Agree with good. That. Good job. Then let's go to. Uh, he confused me for a minute. He was like talking, and I mean, I got lost. Let's go to Matt in the car. Matt, you're on Subway Hockey Night. How are you doing, Mark? Terrific. Hey, I just had a question. Uh, if you thought Shea Weber was going to be a, a, a defensive key tonight against against Penn's offense. Well, Josh Yehley wrote at DKPittsburghSports.com that he expects Shea Weber to match up against Gino, And uh, I think that, that that's a matchup Gino could win. Shea Weber's not that fast anymore, never was really that fast. That said, you know, Shea Weber may get his share of shots on goal when he's out there against Gino because that is Shea Weber's uh, – it's the biggest weapon in his arsenal. I think he's a good defensive defenseman, but he has that friggin' cannon. So um, yeah, yeah, completely. I, I think the biggest threat that Shea Weber poses tonight will be when the Canadians get on the power play, which is why, unlike last night, the Penguins have to not take so many friggin' stupid penalties. and let. I mean, guys like Aguidla last night, they're blasting away 5-on-3 from 20 feet. Of course they're going to score. The Penguins are only 9-for-12 on the PK this year. But two of those goals were five-on-three. You can't give away five-on-threes, and you can't take the penalty Gino did with just under seven minutes left, and the Penguins up by one that gifted the Avs the tying power play goal. Let's go to Kyle in the car. Kyle, you're on Subway Hockey Night. How you doing What
1: up? Huge fan of the show, first of all. Terrific. Hey, wanted to ask you, I know you're talking about all these stupid penalties the pens are taken, but... Uh... What, what exactly do you think is Gino's role in all this? He seems to be taking a lot of those stupid penalties late in the game. Well, we, talked, we talked
0: quite a bit about it uh, last night. Uh, I mean, about last night's penalty. He took that penalty with with under seven minutes left that gave Colorado the power play they tied the game on.
1: Unbelievable. Do you think he can fix it? You no. you think that's something no, no, it's just part of his game?
0: Uh, nobody's told him to fix it, and now nobody can Tell him to fix it. That's happened a lot here with stars in Pittsburgh. You know what the difference between Sid and Gino is? What's up? Sid's accountable to himself. Gino's not really accountable to anybody, but again, that's what makes Sid a truly elite player. Let's go to Troy downtown. Troy, you're on Subway Hockey Night.
1: What up, Big Sexy? What up, man? Hey, uh, I just had a question. Um, When Sid comes back and I really heard you uh, talk about it too much, uh, maybe killing penalties Him and Gino maybe catching the back end of the PK
0: I think they did that a little bit uh, last season at the tail end of penalties but I don't see any reason to give Sid or Gino regular duty on the PK I don't see the need to shake up much of what won a Stanley Cup last year certainly not three games in you don't have to reinvent the wheel right now you own the wheel you are the wheel just keep being the wheel That's it for Subway Hockey Night, the Penguins pregame with Josh Getzoff up next. I'm on my way to Buford's Kitchen on 5th, 105.9 The X.